吃什么？我我在吃 butter cookie。我也要吃。嗯，很好吃。嗯嗯嗯嗯。Thank you, Kenji。哎，我们去做 S A S M R。我们要不要到吧？好，我们录到一半。They went out to Giant。My Cortex。To buy to buy Gaviscon and buy menstrual pad。OK， 我跟你讲哦，我们两个哦。我们这两只猫哈、哦，我们这两只猫今天很有问题。哎，所以我今天没有问题的。你是给我感染到是不是？没有 ，I mean gastric is normal 嘛。Okay, so 小猫 ，Okay, so we recorded two episodes. We're recording two episodes today, but from last night onwards, um, I started having like queasy stomach pains and to the point of wanting to throw up. And then about one ish, almost two a.m., I messaged. Becky and Kenji, and I say, "Hey, guys, I'm feeling very queasy.、Mm. So just in case, maybe I faint or whatever, please kind of knock down my door." <laughs> I was just about to fall asleep, oh. Yes, and then I'm sorry. Then I woke up. Yeah, then after that, you couldn't go back to sleep.、Really. Yeah,、then、right. I couldn't sleep. I just fall. Yeah. So anyway, then I took two Norit、mm. capsules. I found Norit in my cabinet. Then 就比较好 And then I slept through the night, no problem. Then when I woke up today, actually I, yesterday night, you almost、mm. went to A and E, right? No, if the pain continue to, to escalate, no, he has to come. He immediately has to come. Then I was telling him, "You wait, 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 half an hour." Right. Then after that, I thought, "Okay, it's manageable." You know. Then, um, yeah. Then this morning, I woke up and then I drank some water. Yeah. Then I just drank my coffee. Huh? Wow, this pain just came. Hmm. Then I just okay, cannot. I need to go and see doctor. So I went to the doctor. Then then what did what did the doctor say? So that doctor just press my stomach, press, 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 press. Won't hurt. Hmm. All the places that I talk, won't hurt. But then on the right side, there's a little bit of pain. He pressed it, I went out. Hmm. Then I asked him, "Lo, I said intestine. Ah, I said, is this food poisoning? He said, no, this is not infection. You're not running a fever. Yeah. Is this appendicitis? Like you? He said, no. He said, if it's appendicitis, from now on, it cannot be treated. It would have gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be escalated to a lot of pain. He said, no. He said, Intestines、um, overreactive, probably due to something I ate. And Kenji believes that it's the half-boiled eggs that you've been eating. Yeah, I've、He、been posting.、Insist. I've been posting beautiful photos of the auntie's <laughs> half-boiled eggs. It's possible, lah.、Eh? It can be anything. It's possible. It, it can be even the baikai shui that I heard. Yeah, like yeah, lah. But you、right. know, good thing you don't have a hip fever. No fever. So that's the good thing.、Mm. It means that it's not super serious. Yeah, and it's only been、uh, a while、mm. since you were sick. Oh, it has so, been just now. Long, I've been thinking when was the last time I felt sick, right?、Mm? A long time ago. Oh, okay, okay. No, but I mean, it's only been like less than twenty-four hours, so your body hasn't healed yet. Oh, of course not. So it's perfectly normal to be feeling the symptoms and all that. I'm not a hundred percent today. I'm like eighty. Yeah, you are. My energy level, even just now when I recorded the VIP episode, I felt like my brain didn't have enough oxygen. I'm not as、mm. sharp. But、really? you still want to record this episode? Of course, because you this okay? is you the, this is a commitment and this is a practice. <laughs> Remember, we say that practice is very important. This cat, this cat really walks the talk. Of course, we don't、no. care about the outcome. We just show up and do our best. Yeah. Okay. Indeed. 
So what is today's episode about? Today's episode, uh, the title is called 50-50. Mm. Finally, this is the episode that we've been meaning to record for a long it's, time. It's inspired also partly by a friend who said, oh, she was scrolling through our podcast right, mm. episodes, trying to find an episode about emotional ups and downs. Mm. And then she couldn't find it. Mm, Michelle, right? Michelle, huh? mm-hmm. yeah. Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> um, so we decided to do an episode about bad days. Mm. Because we have good days, but we also have bad days. Ma. Mm. Life is 50-50. Ma. Mm. So when when you're having good days, it's fine and dandy. But mm-hmm. what happens when you are having a bad day? And what mm. happens if you're not having a bad day, but a bad week or a, or a bad season? Mm, or a bad year. Yeah. What if it's a bad life? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I mean, if you're listening to the Lito podcast, you are on the way up already. Mm. You know, things might get worse, but at mm. least you have the tools to help yourself. Exactly. So you will never have a bad life. Don't mm-hmm. worry, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. We will reveal all the tools that you can, all the things that you can do to manage a bad day later with you. Okay, yeah. so are we ready to start? Yes, I have been ready for mm, You want some more butter cookies? I've already taken four. I'm okay. I'm waiting for my Gaviscon to take Ah, yeah. Then we didn't say about just now. Yeah, suddenly, you, after mm. recording the first episode, suddenly felt gastric, <laughs> very bad gastric pain. It's a that, bad day. That I haven't felt in a while. And today is definitely a bad day for both of us. Yeah, perfectly illustrates our 50-50 yes, topic, right? Yes, today is a bad day. Yes. I actually have been having a bad season recently, I feel. Huh. Mm. Health, is it? Because, Everything. Okay, one of the things uh, is because of my sister's health scare. Oh, you want to tell us a bit more about and that? And that was really scary. Mm. So my sister, she she had a lump on her neck. Kind of in the middle. Um, and it was eventually, after a few rounds of like, you know, biopsy and all that, they realized that it's thyroid cancer. Mm. Uh, but very, very early stage. So we actually got the best possible outcome. Mm. After the surgery, she took it out. Uh, the doctor said, you don't need to do any chemo, no medication. They also didn't take out her whole thyroid, mm. which means she doesn't need to take thyroid medication, mm. which is great. Mm. Uh, but she needs to monitor every okay. year. Okay, okay. By doing ultrasound, make mm. sure that nothing grows back. Mm. Even then, the doctor said, this probably won't affect your lifespan. Mm-hmm. Like, the most is it comes back, you take it out again. Okay. Um, yeah, because thyroid cancer is one of the most treatable cancers. Correct. It doesn't spread as quickly or so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, lo. But for me, the the suffering came from like when we first found out there was a lump, right? Mm. Firstly. And then you go to the doctor and then they realize, oh, it's unusual. Then they have mm. to do biopsy. Okay, then and the then mind went wild. It's not so straightforward because they can't really determine what kind of cancer it is mm. before they go into surgery mm. and before they do the histology, which is they take a piece of the actual tumour, right? And then they test it in the lab. Mm. So th- that whole period where you know it's cancerous mm. uh, or like it's abnormal, then to the point where you go into the surgery, then after you come out of the surgery, it takes a while for the report to come out as well, mm. the histology report, which will tell you how aggressive the cancer is. Correct. Uh, whether it has spread, mm-hmm. what kind of stage it is. Yeah, that was nerve-wracking for me. Correct. 
And then I realized that, oh, so when bad things, it's not only when bad things happen to yourself, Yourself, correct. It happens to your family. Your loved ones, yeah. It's the exact exact same Mm, experience. mm. Yeah, lor. Then I, I kept thinking like, I wish, like, I rather this happens to me. I had Mm. this thought because when it happens to somebody I love, right, I can't control, I can't control the situation because I cannot control how my sister feels. Right, but at least I can. Uh, if it happens to me, then I have more control. I can try to find my way out of it. Mm. You know what I mean. So you would, but you would, my sister handled it handled it super well. Oh, by that's the great. way, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Actually, your mentality is very similar to my KFC ama last time. Whenever I was sick, uh, last time when mm. I was a kid, she would always sayang me. You know. Like when I'm in bed after I take medication, lying down, then uh, you know I'm like in pain or whatever discomfort. Then she always sayang me. Mm. Then she will say, "I am very sorry that you're not feeling well. If I can, I would I would take over the the, the illness oh. and I will carry it for you so that you don't have to suffer." You know, she always like that. Right. So it's like I think when we have loved ones, we when we see them suffering, we feel like it's- we want to take it on for them. Yeah, because then we can process it, help them process it. Correct. Because it's almost worse, like when it happens to your loved one. You know why? Because you are thinking that when that happens, it helps you with your helplessness. Yes. That feeling of not being able to help. Yeah. And in a way, that is avoidance tactic. That's the brain trying yeah. to avoid that discomfort. Correct. Yeah. So throughout the whole process, I I realize how difficult it is. It is to face up. To, you know, all these real issues of life, mm. bad things, you know, the other 50 of life. Mm-hmm. Like we always talk about, uh, I also always think like, you know, I want to experience everything about life, mm. even the, the bad things, right? Yeah, but then I realized when I'm really experiencing this uh, other 50% of life, right, I'm so scared, mm. you know, and there's so much resistance. There is. It's very difficult. Mm. And then I thought, it's really... Like at the end of it, right? It's, it's really cause I have such a firm grip on like, okay, I, I must be perfectly secure, mm. you know. And uh, in theory, in my mind, I think, yeah, I want to experience everything. Mm. But when I'm experiencing it, I realize, no, like, it's so hard to practice mm. because my grip is so strong. Correct on security. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I still want to be very, very uh, safe. I still don't want bad things to happen to me. Mm. Yeah. But you know why we're so bad at that? And and why, although mm. intellectually we understand that, you know, 50-50, life is 50-50. We even expound it on our LiPo podcast so many times, right? Mm. And that we say that, oh, we want to uh, be able to embrace the richness of the human experience, mm. to, uh, to be able to soak in the entire spectrum of the human experience. So it includes the bad emotions as yeah. well. So we understand that and in a mm. way we aspire to be able mm. to do that. But then when shit hits the fan and we feel it, we feel the realness of it, you realise how difficult it is. Now, you know why? Why? For both you and I and for everyone who's listening, mm. is because we haven't had enough practice. Mm. So we need, every time something like this happens, mm. so difficult, yeah. so challenging, we have to practice. Yeah, man. We have to process. Really? Yeah, We need to get more practice, more rehearsals. Yeah. Mm. That's I, the way to get better at it. Actually, you know, like uh, health scares, right? Mm. As a hypochondriac. Mm. Are you, you, are you a hypochondriac? I also, like, whenever I have, like, for example, 
Yeah, this one. This, this one, not the stomach one. Immediately, my brain goes like, oh, stomach cancer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what if this is stomach cancer? Oh, what if this is the way I will die? You, you had this thought. Yeah, like? and I was like, oh, maybe this is the way, uh, this is just going to develop into something worse. And then that's it. That's how I'm going to fizzle out. Right. You know? And then I keep telling myself, in that pain, I keep telling myself, okay, if this pain is going to be with me 24-7, can I function? Can you function? So I ask myself, okay, then... Can you eat your own shit sandwich? Mm. I practice. I use all the concepts on myself mm. now. I go like, in with this level of discomfort, mm. can you still continue to have a quality life? Can you still create profusely? Can you still record podcasts every two weeks? Can you run the academy? Right? Can you still go and do your calisthenics and your handstands? Yeah. Can you still eat all the food that you want? <laughs> I ask all these questions in a flash. Yeah. Right, the mind just takes over, mm. and it's very interesting because when it happens, I'm observing it. Yeah, yeah. As I don't have all the answers, to, but then this is also a result of your practice. As opposed to being swept away by it, really, yeah. and then you spiral into anxiety. Yeah, right. I mm. didn't. Mm. I was more like curious, mm. and I go like, ah, I have all these questions. Ah, I'm <laughs> going there, mm. and this. Questions cannot be answered, right? It's just, mm, yeah. So I just ask myself, okay, Dan, what is the most loving thing you can do right now? I say, go and see a doctor, law. Mm. Just go, law. What else? Take action, lah. Take action, right? And action mm. is going to alleviate the bad feeling, right. right? Whatever anxiety or uncertainty that you feel or fear, mm. you take action. It will neutralize that or bring the heat down. But you know, hypochondriacs, right? Mm. Hypochondriacs are for people who don't know are people who have health anxiety, mm. which means like a small symptom, it like a mole for in you. your head, right? Yeah, yeah, it becomes this full blown like skin cancer, for example. Correct. More becomes skin cancer. Correct. So hypochondriacs will take action, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. will go and see a doctor. Mm-hmm. But no matter how many times they go and see a doctor, let's say a you go and see for a mole, then doctor is fine. A new symptom comes up, you will go and see a doctor again. Mm. And it's never ending one. Mm. So the the solution for hypochondriac, right? Um, taking action is not enough. Because mm. they can take action forever. Mm. So I was online trying to read about, you know, like, so what what helps a hypochondriac? Because it's all in your head, right? Mm. So doing thought work, like, you know, our mm. CTFAR, mm. does it work for a hypochondriac? I think it does. Right? It does, mm. right? Mm. But then I read something that I feel really makes sense. Mm. And I think um, is the cornerstone, if you want to, the cornerstone thought, if you want to recover from being a hypochondriac. Which is? Which is, firstly, as a hypochondriac, you're a human being, right? Right. So the first thing that you need to accept, mm. okay, as a human being, is that your body will be sick mm. at one point. Mm. Because a lot of hypochondriacs think, okay, now in order to, to make my anxious feelings go away, I need to make sure that I am healthy. Mm. So I'm going to get this symptom checked out. And mm. when the doctor says, oh, you're okay, then I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Mm. You know, my anxiety goes away. Mm. But the truth is that it will never go away. Mm-hmm. The only way to make it go away, ironically, is to accept that, yeah, sometimes maybe you are sick. Mm. because you are a human being mm. and then sometimes your body fucks up and mm. it's the most natural thing in the world yes so I was reading Reddit and there were a lot of people who were sharing their experiences mm. and one of this person was saying this was the only thing that helped him mm. which was not avoiding it eh. yes yeah but yes. facing up to oh yeah it's true I will die one day why am I so resisting of this fact mm. why am I trying so hard to stay perfectly healthy mm. why can't I accept some illness in my life. 
You know, anxiety actually generates when you are trying to, when you feel like you're hopeless against a feeling, you can't get out of it. Mm. And that's where it spirals, mm. right? When you're trying to control something you can't control, which is in this case, the symptoms or the, you know, all the things, the mole or whatever, lah, you know, mm. all the discomfort, and then you think the worst out of it yeah. or the hypochondriac. And you realize that a mole is neutral until you have a thought about it. It's a C line, right? Whatever, like for example, my stomach pain is actually a C. Yeah. Right? It's neutral until you have a thought about it. Yes, I feel the pain, but the pain in and of itself is neutral. Mm. I can make it mean like I'm going to have cancer or I can just mean that, oh, maybe I need to go and pull, that's it. Or I have a lot of sigh in my stomach, that's it, I'm constipated or whatever. Yeah. La. You know what I mean? You can choose and that is the optional bit, right? Mm. And the concept basically is to allow and to accept. And when you allow and accept your C line, which is neutral and you can't control anyway, right? What you're doing is you're practicing non-resistance. Mm. It is the resistance that when you have that resistance, it persists and you add fuel to it and you generate even more. So whatever you persist, uh, resist will persist. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that methodology is basically hands off, Licks off the, the pedal, the accelerator, right? Yeah. And you don't continue feeding the drama and the story. Drama. Yes, to the facts, right? You must separate yeah. the story from the facts. Yeah. Because the facts is, I have a mole. Everything else is the story. Yeah. Right? So, so we can think of bad days or an entire bad season, right? Mm. It's just your brain going into this dramatic overdrive. Because mm. this whole season... Whatever the circumstances are, mm. it might not be a bad season if your thoughts didn't yes. put you there. You, who, who is so, making it bad? Yeah. Right? So, who is giving it the definition of bad? Correct. So mm. after my bad season recently, mm. you know sometimes when you're a bad season, you, it's very hard to get out of it, right? Mm. And then it, even if you're trying to practice the CTFAR model, it's hard. Mm. And then only at the end when I got out of it, then I saw very clearly everything was fueled by my thoughts. Yes. And it was a bit difficult to practice. Mm, but when you got out of it, what was it? It was the result, the medical result? When or? I got out of it, oh, you mean my sister's thing? Is yeah, it? But, but when you say the bad season, when you got out and you look back at your thoughts, okay. how did you get out of it? For my sister, it was different because for my sister, we had a good outcome. Mm. So the circumstance was good. It changed. Yeah. So it also changed how you feel. Correct. Okay, but so I had good. other relationship problems during mm. this time, right? Mm. And then I realized... Oh, all the negative emotions that I was feeling, right? It's your thought. Was fueled by my thoughts. Exactly. And then when I came out of it, it was almost funny. Mm. Like, I almost felt like laughing at myself. Yeah. At how much drama I generated in my <laughs> yes. own head. Like, yes. How much. Like, it's ridiculous. Like. Mm. Yeah. So a bad day, the first thing to actually um, realize is that what is a good day and what's a bad day, it's really not the circumstances. What's outside of you? It's always your interpretation. So mm. what is good for someone can be really bad for someone. Mm. What is bad for someone can actually feel, you know, worse mm. for someone, right? So understand that you are the one that's making your day good or bad. Which means, okay, which means the solution lies there as well. That means if you are the one who put yourself into a bad day, you have every power to shift it. Mm. You know, you don't have to be delusional and make a bad day a good day. Maybe it's the way you make it good is just by 
making the bad okay. Like it's okay to be not okay. Yeah. And then suddenly, yes. And then suddenly it's like you refrain your relationship with bad and then you neutralize it and then it doesn't feel bad already. Yeah. So it's it's alchemizing it. It's not like trying to remove the bad because you can't do that. Yes. Right? If it's cancer, you can't remove the cancer. If I have stomach, my stomach was acting up with all the cramps, I can't remove the cramps. Yeah. I just need to tell myself, like just now you were saying, you know what, then it's only been 24 hours. Mm. You know, your body hasn't really healed itself. You have to give it time, give it yeah. compassion. Yeah. Don't be so urgent. Yeah. Don't resist. Because that part, uh, the resistance is going to generate suffering. Mm. My stomach pain is the pain, right? That's inevitable, right? Yeah. But how I react to the stomach pain is the suffering which is optional. Mm. I, I think when we are having a bad day or a bad season, right, mm. we will always tend to go into like this problem-solving mode. Yes. Like, okay, now I'm going to turn this bad day around mm. or this bad season around. I'm going to mm. do a lot of different things. Mm. So for me, my personal experience is like, okay, let's say a bad day, right? I have no energy to do anything. Um, I feel very down. Sometimes I will do a lot of things. Like, okay, I shall like um, go online, look at YouTube videos. I shall journal. Mm. I shall go and meditate. Mm. I shall exercise, mm. read books, that kind of mm. thing. After I do everything, right? Sometimes the one thing that really helps me at the end is I give up. <laughs> like, mm. Because you know All the things that you're doing Is what we call buffering mm. In coaching terms right It's just avoidance tactics right. Because you are not willing To confront And feel and process the emotions And naturally the brain Just wants to escape And go around the obstacle mm. Right So it does a lot of things It's like Okay How can I Don't experience this pain And discomfort yeah. Or negative feeling And then by getting some dopamine hits elsewhere. Yeah. So you go into the YouTube rabbit hole, you journal, you, you read, you do whatever. Yeah. But the thing is, that's fine, right? That's fine because it, sometimes we need that kind of mm. distraction. But the point is, you are treating the symptoms. Mm. The root cause, which is the problem in and of itself, you it's left there. it there. Yeah. So after all is said and done, after all the buffering and the distractions, I remove all from you, right? Let's say I say, Rebecca, let me tie your hands up, okay? You have to sit in one corner. No iPad for you, no computer for you, no internet for you, no books for no you. No friends. No friends, nothing. Okay, no food, no drinking. No nature. No, no nothing, you sit there. <laughs> then you are just, what are you left with? Yeah, when you have no way to escape and avoid, which we are very, very good at, because this world is just full and inundated with pleasure points, mm. right? You got money only, you can pleasure yourself, right? And it's been so normalized, right, that we are all doing it. Now, then when you take away all these forms of buffering, what are you left with? You and the negative emotion, you and the issue that you're not willing to confront, you and the root cause, right? And Maybe what's funny is that you realise, oh my god, the root cause is, is just this stupid thought. Exactly. That is like so dramatic and it's funny. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, we, we have this kind of very visceral reaction to a negative feeling like fear. Yeah. Or like, oh my god, uncertainty or anxiety. Like we were coaching John about anxiety. Mm. But anxiety is neutral. Yeah. And he went like, oh my God, what do you mean then, right? <laughs> so it's like he's having a reaction to his anxious feeling. So then his anxiety upon anxiety, mm. right? So he just turned up the volume for himself. Two notches, three notches, and it just keeps going up, right? But the point is that when we are able to realize that everything around us is neutral, it's a circumstance, yeah. right? And 
all the feelings that we are feeling is generated by a thought about it. Mm. Right. Then we realize that the root cause is not the circumstance. The root cause is also the problem is also not the feeling. The problem is always what we're thinking. Yeah. So you know what you said about John? Because John's problem was that the example that he gave us was that he heard a sound mm. outside his living room. <laughs> yes. He heard a thought, right? Yes. And then he had this thought, which is Oh, maybe it's his mom, right? Yes, Being angry. Yes. Ex- uh, expressing displeasure. Mm. And then his second thought was, oh, did I do something wrong? Maybe mm. I left the fridge open mm. and then everything melted. Mm. And then he started to feel the anxiety. Mm. So what I thought was very, very helpful was when you said, so you thought that your mom was upset with you? Mm. Then what is wrong with your mom being upset with you? Yes. Like, why are you so scared? Like, what if it's okay if your mom is upset with you? And that was quite revelatory to a lot of us. I yes. You because know, we are so damn scared of doing something wrong, right? Yes. And then the mistakes. thing is, we are afraid of that thing on the surface, which is the sound and the mom being, the sound. And then after that, what's after the sound? Oh, mom being not pleased with me. So we stop there. And we think that the mom not being pleased with me is what scares us. And we just run away. But we don't sit with the problem long enough to understand and uncover the deeper thoughts under that. Right? And we realized that, okay, so I asked him, I said, okay, so, so what if your mom is displeased with you? Right? And then you realize that, mm, it's because then it means that um, someone I love is not pleased things with me. Of me. Things badly of me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not loved or whatever, right? Then you keep drilling down and you realize that, oh, this is the root cause. This is the real problem. It's not the sound. It's not your mom being displeased with you. Right? Mm. You know what I mean? Or maybe the, the bottom line is you just want everybody to be happy with you. You want to be perfect. You want to be perfect, right? Yeah. You're scared of being rejected, mm. right? You are not prepared to feel the discomfort of people not liking you. You are a chronic people pleaser. Yeah, and when you feel, when you have the thought that people don't like you, you escalate it into something very terrible. Yes, but then, yes. You know, we are annoyed with people all the time and it doesn't mean anything, mm, right? Mm, mm. But then to us, it's like, oh, if that person is annoyed with me, then, wow, I'm hated, I'm unloved. Mm. I'm not worthy of any kind of love. Mm. Yeah. So this is a very good example to show you that a lot of times we are running away from something that we don't really even know the mm. face of. Like we, we have a hazy outline and idea of what we don't like, which is in this case, mom not being pleased with me. Mm. But if we sit there in a corner, we remove all the buffering, we cannot escape. It's just us and the issue and we spend time with it and we drill down, we ask high quality questions. Why the hell am I so afraid of mom being displeased with me? And you start drilling down, that's when you start to give the fear like a face. You get to know it, you know its texture, Mm. you know its viscosity, you know its colour, you know how it smells like. You know, you know how it feels like. You know it inside out. Okay, when you get to that point, when you can know the fear so well, then you realize, actually, it's nothing. Yeah. Right? So this is why the common advice is that don't run away from what scares you. Lean into it. Mm. But then what happens? Why Mm. do we want to lean into it? This is why. Because when you lean into it, you are not running away from something that is just a vague you start to know exactly what you're running away from. When you have a clear idea, then you realise it's not so frightening anymore. Mm. You're only running away from it because you don't know your enemy. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you know your enemy very well, you go like, eh, actually it's, it's not so not frightening. Correct. It's just like that, law. Yeah. Or you realise that, 
oh my god, actually, this is not what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of this instead. And you get a whole level of awareness about yourself. Mm. Right? Then yeah. you start working on that root cause. Yeah. If you uncover, for example, in John's case, he realises that he, there's this deep-seated need to be loved and accepted and, and for, to please people, right? For everyone to be pleased with him. And then he realises that that comes from what? That comes from a place of not being willing to experience discomfort of people being displeased with him. Mm. Then if you realise that, oh, I'm terrible, I'm not very good at feeling the discomfort when people are not pleased with me. That is my root cause. Mm. That's generating all these other layers of anxiety for me. Then now what? Then you go like, then I have to work on that piece. That is the root cause. So I need to get better at feeling discomfort. Mm. I need to get better about people being not pleased with me. So what? Mm. Right? You, then you start to practice that piece. Yeah. And then all true. the other anxiety pieces will just melt away. Because before you get to that piece, you can't really practice, right? You will just think, oh, then I just don't make my mom angry. Exactly. Because you're running <laughs> away from a wrong thing. Yeah. Right? That's why we have to learn how to process. Yes. Yeah. That's why we have to separate the facts from the story, the facts from the drama. Right? Then we drill down. Right? We lean into the things that scare us. We lean into the bad days. We lean into the bad feelings. And we are going to... The bad feelings are there for a reason because there's a lot of... It's, it's fertile grounds. It's so rich. Mm. We are feeling bad because we, we are the ones that's making ourselves feel bad, right? So what's going on there in our brains? Yeah. Actually, it's a sign. When something is wrong, when you feel bad, yeah. it's actually telling you, Rebecca's toe, you got to look here. Yeah. This is something... Okay, it feels bad. Instead of running away, look at it. Mm. Open the lid. Okay, look under two layers, three layers, four layers and you will find gold. It's yeah. gold, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. not shit, it's gold. Then you look at the gold, you go like, oh, oh my God, I've been running away from this gold all this time. Mm. Right? You think that it's fear on top but it's not. This fear is leading you, all these bad emotions is leading you to a higher version of yourself, a truer version of yourself. Mm. I like this idea of the layers. Mm. Because it's normal for us to stop at the first layer. Mm. So you have a personal experience to share with us, right? Yeah. So for example, right? Mm. I used to have this problem mm. of like, if I'm driving mm. and somebody says like, hey, careful. Uh -huh. You know, like uh, there's a car coming or something. Okay. I will get very triggered. Mm. So then I thought that my problem was that I'm defensive. Mm. Okay. So I solved this problem by, because I don't, I don't want to be a defensive person. Okay. Right? So I solve this problem by not being defensive. Mm. By just letting it slide off my back. Mm. Did it work? It worked. Mm. But then I realized that I am stopping at the first layer, actually. Mm. But what is the deeper issue? Mm. Why am I so afraid, right, of making a mistake as a driver? Mm. Yeah. So what do you uncover? So then I realized that it relates to a lot of uh, it's very similar to John's issue, actually. Mm. Right? Like, I don't want to make somebody else upset. Mm. Right? I want to try to be the perfect partner, for example. Mm. Yeah. And if my partner is upset at me, it means that I'm a bad partner. Mm. So I, mm. I, <clears throat> I don't want to be a bad partner. Mm. And I get very upset. But yet, but yet, I can't be perfect because I'm less than perfect. Mm. And I, there are a lot of things I'm not good at. Mm. You see the spiral, right? Mm. So when there are a lot of things that I'm not naturally not good at, I will start to think, "Oh, I'm I'm not, I'm not a good person." Mm. You know, like I've I'm I'm so flawed. 
Mm. Yeah, I'm not worthy. Mm. Correct. And yeah, it just spirals from there. La. And then you really end up being a bad partner. Lo. Yeah, correct, all that correct. spiraling. Correct. You prove yourself right one. Correct. <laughs> so I just went into this deep spiral of mm. like uh, a loop, you know. Mm. And then, yeah, it just gets... It's very strange, right? How the brain works, right? How did you get from someone actually saying, hey, look out, hey, be careful, to you being a bad partner or a bad person? No, How it's, is it's it two mean? different things. Two different things. It's two different things. I mean, the driving example was to show that there are a lot of layers to it, mm-hmm. which I didn't realize at first. Mm-hmm. So the driving thing was a few years ago. La. Mm. I don't have this issue anymore. Mm. Right? Like being triggered about people commenting about my driving. Mm. Uh, because I I just stopped doing it. I'm like, I don't need to be defensive about driving. It's just driving. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, now that we're discussing it, I'm saying that it is because there is a deeper issue. Mm. Which is that I don't like people to criticize me because I want to please everyone. Yeah, that's why. That's my question. What's that's my question? question. My question is because if you look, if you look beyond why you got so triggered when someone points out something out of love, right, to, to save the both of you from a car accident or whatever, right, mm, that yeah. you make it mean if you go four layers down that you are a terrible partner or a person. Or person yeah. Yeah, I don't... You see how... What I'm trying to point out right, is right, how right, did right. the brain get from something that is so disconnected and you make it mean something ultimately yeah. that you are a bad person or a bad partner. Okay, okay I get what you mean now. Mm. So I was just trying to point out how did we even get there? The brain is crazy. The brain is crazy. Right. That's why, you know, in my coaching, you realise that I like to ask questions again and again and again. Like, I'm not happy with the, the first, first answer, answer that yeah we are told never to believe our clients <laughs> right we'll be like when you ask them why is this a problem then they say oh because then my mom will not be pleased with me mm. okay but that's where my clients will naturally end up with themselves when they are questioning themselves right but we know we know that that's not that's just a symptom so we will drill and we will ask so why is that a problem and you saw how John actually was like there's no other problem ah. yeah that was the problem. Huh? I'm Correct. saying, no, if that is the problem, then that is not a problem at all. There must be a problem. <laughs> then he drew a blank because his brain naturally ended there. Yeah. Making that the problem. Yeah. It's almost like the brain was very sneaky in not wanting you to know what is the root cause. Oh. So you can keep running away from it. It's like lazy. The brain just wants to preserve resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. But the point is, I'm, it doesn't even take a very long time actually to do this work. You just be willing to sit with your fear or whatever is triggering you for another 10 to 15 minutes. You just keep drilling down. So what? Ask yourself, then so what? Mm. And you present yourself an answer then say, so what? So what? So what? Okay, then after all the five, six, so what? You will get to the root cause. Yeah. You'll be like, and then you realize, oh my God, it's such a small thing. And I made it mean so many things. And it's called blocking every aspect of my life. And I think then, right, when you get to this root, mm. which is, oh, um, uh, I don't have self-worth mm. or like I just have a d- deep desire to be loved. Mm. And it feels like a very deep psychic wound, right? Mm. But maybe it's, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, how to put it? That you think it's a psychic wound, but it's not a wound at all? Like, you think that just because it's a wound, you need to spend 10 years in therapy oh. to get over it. But maybe you don't. You just need to realize that you're okay. Yeah, it's okay to be mm. not okay. 
Yeah. Right? Hey! Say hi, hi, hi. Woo! Dynamite! We are open. What is open? Lito Academy is open. <laughs> yes, we finally. Launched. After years in the making, Lito Academy is here. We are so excited to see you guys inside. Yeah. So um, come and find us. Come and join us at Lito.academy. See you inside. That's why I think that self-compassion and self-love is not to love the bits that you love about yourself. Eh? Like, I, <laughs> I talked about how the bits that yeah. scare you, the bits that disgust you, the beats that you hate the most, those are the beats that you need to love the most. Eh? Yeah. Right? Mm. And that is 50% of the bad. Like even in those our human... Those are the things that need compassion. Right? Yes. Mm. Right? In our human construct, right? We have 50% of good traits and we have 50% of it that we don't like that mm. much. Right? But that doesn't make us a bad person. That just makes us human. Yeah. And you got to love all the bits. Yes. Self-compassion is not compartmentalized on it all. Yeah. Also, <laughs> when you say, right, you got to love all the bits, right? Mm. I think it helps because when you realize, oh, you, when you love even your bad, mm. all the bad qualities, right? Mm. And these bad qualities are the qualities that trigger your partner, for example, or your family members. Mm. Then you realize you can still be okay with them being angry with you because you yeah. love those bad qualities as well. Exactly. Yeah. But there's a difference between like being very righteous and stubborn about the bad things. Lah. Like for example... Oh yeah, of course. If you're still righteous, then you're still stuck at the yes. first layer, right? Yes. It's still ego-driven, right? Yeah. yeah. No. What we're saying is that while you're working on yourself, while you're evolving to a higher version of yourself, right? You need to embrace all parts of you. Yes. Yeah. So that's the and work. That like. That's what the, we call the work. Mm. Mm. That is the work and the way out, I think. Mm. there's no other way I think because mm. if you have a desire to be loved for example or you feel unworthy there's no amount of love that anybody can give you to make you feel loved or worthy mm. if you don't generate it from within I feel yes because you're waiting for the circumstances to change to yeah. fix the way you feel to solve an emotional problem yeah it's not like that. The emotional problem has to be solved by yourself regardless of the situation outside. Mm. Believe it or not, you can feel so loving towards yourself even if the whole world doesn't love you. Mm. That is possible, right? But if you're so long as you are always looking for people to love you first before you can love yourself, you're fucked. Mm. Because that's something that's outside of you and you cannot control. But this love is not ego-driven, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's no. not. No. Because then if it's ego-driven, it's not real love. Yes. Yeah. That's why we talk about unconditional love. Love got different kinds of love. Ma. Mm. It's, the, it's got the transactional love kind, mm. right? It's got reciprocal love kind. Mm. But there's, we're talking about unconditional love, right? Mm. When you practice unconditional love towards yourself and other people, it means there are no strings attached. No it, conditions. It means that things can be as it is and I can still love you. Mm. I can still love you with flaws. Yes. I can still love you when you drive terribly, mm. Right? I can still love you even when you point out my terrible driving, right? And, and I, get I can still love myself. And I can still love myself through everything. So in, in Buddhism, there's this concept, I am nothing and I'm everything. Mm -hmm. it's, also, it's also similar to your idea of N, right? Yes. It's not I am nothing or I'm everything. It's not binary, yeah? Yeah, it's mm. I'm nothing and mm. I'm everything. Yes. So I'm nothing means that I'm not so attached to my pride. Mm -hmm. I'm not attached to my pride at all. And... I am nothing. Mm. Um, there is nothing that can hurt me because mm -hmm. I'm nothing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm everything. I'm worthy of being loved. Mm. Right? So, 
in practical usage, I imagine it will mean that you you walk around uh, this world, this life, being able to love other people mm. and love yourself without having this defensive shell like, oh, you know, I'm everything, you know, so you cannot, you cannot talk bad about me. You cannot look down on me. I'm everything, right? So you walk around with this attitude of I'm nothing. It's fine. Mm. You can say anything you want about me. But at the same time, I'm everything also. Mm. I'm also like love, you mm. know, I'm also fully accepting of myself. Mm. It's like your casual days, right? You wrote about what is this issue about? What is this magazine about? It's about nothing and it's about everything, right? It is also very similar about our purpose of life episode, right? Your purpose, uh, there's no purpose. Your purpose is just to come here and have fun, right? There's nothing you need to do. You have already struck the lottery, the human lottery. And from that space when there's nothing you need to do, you can do every fucking thing. Yeah. Right? That's the concept. Mm. I think it's beautiful. Right? Mind-blowing. Yeah. I think the nothing, right, is attached to the, the shoots and the expectations. Yeah. There's no expectations. It's nothing, nothing towards your loved ones, right? But the everything is not about expectations. Everything is about possibilities. Wow. Right? So the nothing wait. is about... Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> the nothing is about there are no expectations. Yes. And everything is about possibilities. possibilities. Yes. Okay, we can send you xia fan. My God. My gastric is still here, but I am trying to stay with it. Inspired and <laughs> but you know, inspiration is cheap. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I want to talk about feelings. Practice la. Practice is more important. I want to talk about fra- Yeah, practice. Right. I want to talk about. Feelings because when we have a bad day, we feel bad. When we have a good day, we feel good, right? Yeah. And I already said that the solution to all this is to learn when we are just, it's just ourselves and our emotions, then what after that, right? Mm. What about the negative emotion? It's like we need to know how to manage and process emotions because we are not taught how to feel our emotions, but yet we are taught by media and society to escape our emotions, right? There's so much pleasure in the world. And we are even thought that positive emotions alone these days is not enough, right? Mm. They need to be heightened by purchasing things, by buying things, by ingesting something, right? Like alcohol, food, drugs, cigarettes, right? (laughs) Now, as a human, right, we are very good at doing three main things when it comes to uncomfortable emotions. What do you think it is? The first one, which we already talked about. Three main things. Yeah. Avoidance, buffering. Yeah. Resist, right? Resist. Okay. Resist, react, and avoid. We do these three things, right? And when I'm coaching my clients, right, a lot of them cannot tell the difference between resisting an emotion and feeling an emotion. Oh. They feel that I'm angry. Oh, I'm already feeling it. I'm feeling the anger. Okay. Right? But I'm saying that, no, you, when you are feeling, when you think you're feeling the anger, you're actually resisting the anger. Oh, really? Yes. Because they don't know that that is resistance. To them, resistance feels like feeling. When you're angry, when you're frustrated, when you're sad, you feel that, right? But very quickly, you have this desire to get rid of it. So you're pushing against it. And whatever you push and resist, it persists. So it gives you the illusion that you are feeling the emotion. Okay. But not. You're just feeding it resistance. So two things are happening at the same time. So the volume of the emotion that you're feeling, the sadness, the anger, it keeps going up. Yeah. 
but the thing that you're doing is resistance. So you're not feeling the emotion and you get no relief. Mm. That is when you know you're not feeling an emotion and you're resisting an emotion. When you get no relief, when you go like, why am I angry? And why am I angry? Why am I angry? Why am I spiraling out of control? Why am I getting more and more anxious? Why am I having a physical anxiety attack now? It's because you're resisting the anxiety when it first reared its ugly head. It's because you're resisting the anger when it first came out. Uh. So what happened is that how do you resist? You feed it a lot of thoughts. Uh. Right? You keep thinking, giving it the drama and the story and you replay the scene over and over again. What you should have said, what you shouldn't have said. Why did she say this? He should or should not have done this. You know, all the drama, mm. all that is resistance. Mm. It creates no relief, right? It's the difference between opening the door of an emotion or holding the door shut at so, the emotion. So what is opening the door? What is feeling your emotions? Ah, this is where we will teach you at the, at, at the academy. It's what we call emotional hygiene. It's processing it. It means staying with the emotion. And you know what? Feeling an emotion can be done what? Just sitting there. You don't have to react. Mm. Right, you know when we react, the other thing that we do with emotion is that we act out, we yell, we scream, we cry. Yep. That's not the same as feeling, right? When we act out on our emotions, we feel like we are releasing and channeling the emotion and feeling it, right? Mm. It feels like you're expressing, you're lashing out, right? But that's acting out. Feeling doesn't look like acting. Feeling is something that you can do sitting on a chair and experiencing what's going on in your body. Mm. So this is what you said earlier, which is just sit there, with the fear. Yep. Let's sit there with the anxiety and just watch it. That is feeling. Yeah. So during my sister's health scare, right? I so you know, I used to have panic attacks mm. many years ago. Mm. And then I found a way to get out of it, right? Mm. I I didn't have a single panic attack during this whole health scare, even though I was feeling anxious about it. I right. had fearful thoughts. Right, right. Really, I tell you, all these years of practicing... is showing its results, it, yeah? Yeah, like during crunch time, right? It really works because mm. I never escalated yes. into a panic attack. So does that mean there's no anxiety? No. Yeah, there was still anxiety, but it didn't escalate... Into an attack, a full-on attack. It didn't. Why? Because you didn't resist the anxiety. Yeah. I, I could feel myself watching my thoughts. Yes. Like... Okay, you're having this Excellent. thought. Excellent. This is yeah. how the practice, you know, practice, practice, rehearse, rehearse, right? Yes, then when rubber so hits many the road, years, yes, right? The outcome you cannot predict. It's none of your business, right? You mm. just focus on the practice. Mm. Then the day comes, your sister has a diagnosis, mm. right? It is anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yet it didn't spiral to a form of a full-fledged yeah. panic attack. Correct. How? How did that happen? Through the years of practice law? Yeah. So we gotta start now. We gotta start now. When things are okay. You cannot eh, you cannot, cannot wait to cannot, cannot. um got got a, a thief in your house already, then you go and buy a palangto <laughs> or whatever. You cannot, okay? You gotta have all your palangtos and your the guns and whatever, a hammer in the house already. You gotta collect your arsenal of tools. Yeah, this, right? so this is why we do Lito, do mm. this work at Lito. And all our podcast episodes, right? We're yeah. just building and talking about these concepts. And the thing is, you realise that a lot of things, we, we drill it into you over and over again. Mm. And also, why do we do this? We're drilling it into our own skulls. <laughs> as because we are doing our the... skulls are very thick. <laughs> oh my God. So, 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 yes, what should we yeah. do then, right? So we need to learn how to allow an emotion. And this is the most important skill that we will ever learn as a human. Right, because yeah. if you can learn how to process an emotion, you will become invincible. You know, five years ago, 
mm-hmm. I heard something like that. Like the most important thing is you gotta uh, learn to control your emotions. Uh, uh, not control, sorry. Process. Process your uh, emotions, uh, right? Uh. And I thought, no, that's bullshit. That is not the most important thing. What, what was the most important thing? The to most you? important thing is that life goes well, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's 90% of the like world. Emotions. What do you mean? I can control my emotions. You know, I had that kind of thought. Like, mm. yeah, like, most important thing is that I make sure that. You know, I work hard. My life goes well. Mm. We're healthy and all that. Mm. But you know, uh, but now it, I realize, yeah, what it's futile, right? Futile. You can, yes, you can it's out of hey, your control. You can work very, very hard, right? And then and save all the money in the bank, right? Then later get cheated by a lover. Okay, okay. You can be uh, someone a health freak, right? That takes care of the diet, exercise every day, and then have cancer. Yes. Okay. You can be the most loving, kindest person to the whole world, and then people be nasty to you and hurt you. Yeah. Okay. Life is not fair. There's no this thing as fair or unfair. Life is, is that's it, 50-50, right? Bad shit happens to good people, mm. right? And you need to, so the thing is not about being elated and delirious with joy all the time. And that's what we tell ourselves is most important, right? Because, when, oh, yeah. because we tell ourselves, if we are delirious with joy all the time, then there's no need to manage our emotions. Correct, correct. You know what I mean? There's no need. I don't need this meta skill for what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the goal is actually for, you know, normally, mm. the goal is, oh, we got to be, perfectly happy. Yes, we maximize our joy so we don't have to deal with the negative emotions. There's no space for it. Yeah. That's where we're hated, right? But I ask you lah, if your your, um, cat dies, Mm. are you going to be delirious with joy? Yeah, of course not. Right? Right. Yeah. If if you get um, raped, are you going to be delirious with joy? (laughs) No, right? It's not. You need to have appropriate emotions for the occasion. Mm. which means it is not about being delirious with joy all the fucking time. Mm. You're crazy if that happens, right? You're loony bean, right? (laughs) If that happens. (sighs) Soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, going back to a bad day. Okay, so let's say, let's not talk about the good days. Let's talk about what we can do if we really, really have a bad day. I've got some tips for you. Mm. Okay, the first thing that you can do is I want you to do a thought download. Okay? okay? So whenever you feel bad, this is the simplest, most lo-fi way, okay? Just get a piece of paper and write down all your thoughts that's in your brain, right? Empty everything in your brain and look at what's on the paper. Like, what are your thoughts? What are you telling yourself? What are you making it mean? Mm. Why are you so troubled? How are you feeling? What happened? Yeah. Right? What's the problem here? Right? And then ask yourself those questions. Yes. Like, so what? So what? So what? Right? I'm very angry. So what? Oh, she shouldn't have said this to me. Yeah. Why shouldn't she say this to you? <laughs> then you then you were like, no, I just think that he shouldn't. Yeah, why do you think that he shouldn't? I don't like people to be rude to me. Uh, why should people not be rude to you? I Because they shouldn't. It's very bad. Why shouldn't? Why they shouldn't? It doesn't make me feel good. Why, why must you feel good all the time? Because I want to be happy. Why do you want to be happy? Because I want to have a good day. Do you think that being happy means feeling good all the time? Is that your understanding of being happy? Ah. You see, we don't even have to ask very complex questions. You just have to just put the person on the spot and ask the same thing that the person says. So it's poking holes. Yeah, it's just being devil's advocate, throwing the same answer back in a question form. And mm. you just keep drilling down, and this person will be so cornered, so cornered, so cornered. This person, which is yourself. Ask yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Then you'll be like, what? The question is, what are you making it mean? So what? <laughs> That's it. And then these are the two perfect questions for you, okay? You can self-coach. What are you making it mean? So what? 
then you come to an answer, right? Then you ask, so what? So what? Why are you making me? Mm. So you just ask this, ask until you derive at the root cause and you go like, oh uh. my God, this is so silly. I'm being an emotional child. This is so crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I want you to do a thought download and then you'll be able to expose all these things. Like, huh? Yeah. Okay. And realize that the person making you feel bad, having a bad day is yourself. You are the source of your own unhappiness. Every thought is optional. Okay. What you're feeding your brain and your heart. Okay. Watch it. And separate the facts from the story and drama. And pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. Mm. If you're suffering right now, understand and believe that that's the bit that you can drop immediately and you have that power. Mm. Okay? So I want to share one affirmation with you guys. Like okay. when you are having a bad day, okay, and you're doing the thought download, after you see all the thoughts on the paper, say this, huh? I choose to be at peace today. I choose to let go of any emotion that doesn't serve me. Nothing and nobody can decide how I feel. I am at ease. Mm. After you, you do the brain dump and you look at everything that's <laughs> on the paper, say this to yourself. And then laugh at yourself. Yeah. And you and go your like, stupid brain. Yes! You are at ease actually, really. If you dump everything out, you are at ease, at peace. It's available to you right now. All the drama is unnecessary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but then if you're addicted to drama... Uh, uh, that's another topic, like, huh? Like, why why does drama feel so good for you? Uh, I mean, I, I know of people who are like that, right? Right. Mm. <laughs> right. But, but that one, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, next one, okay? Next tip for you if you're feeling down and low and a bad day, reconnect with nature. Mm. Okay, go and hug a tree, go to the waters, you know, the wilderness, the forest, get some fresh air, you know, open spaces with plants. Why? Because in nature, there are a lot of negative ions. Mm. And when there are negative ions, right, it increases your brain waves and it results in higher level of awareness. Oh. So you're sharper in your thinking. Right. It's a natural healer. It heightens your senses and mood enhancer. So remember I told you, whenever it rains, I feel very good. I feel like my senses are heightened. Yeah. Right? It puts me in so a good it's science. mood. It's negative ions, right? Mm. Yeah. So you get cleansed and, be, and renewed by that kind of energy. It's very cleansing. Mm. Now, also, here's a mind twister for you, Okay. Do you know why nature is so healing and so powerful when you are misaligned and you're feeling bad? The main reason is because nature, in and of itself, it practices non-resistance. Oh my god. Yeah. It's 生老病死,生老病死. The nature just keeps evolving. It doesn't stop itself from doing anything. It's always moving forward. And they are nothing. And it's seasonal, and it's nothing. They just allow non-resistance. So when you get close to nature and you reconnect with it, you get to experience that non-resistance also and you are able to let go. Well, I guess human beings have a different starting point mm. than nature because we have our mind mm. and nature doesn't have a mind. Mm. Are you sure? <laughs> nature, okay, I'm sorry. Nature has a nature mind, right? Yes, it has a system. It has right. intelligence in it. And which is very different from ours because we were animals, right? Mm. And we need to survive. Mm. So we have evolved a system mm. that requires us to think ahead, mm. plan ahead. That's why we worry about we have amphibian the future brain. Correct. and all that. So we inherited this brain. Mm. So I think we, in a way, we shouldn't beat ourselves up for mm. having this brain. We mm. should even like pat ourselves on the shoulder because we have to do so much work. Exactly. In order to... Evolve. Evolve. Yes. Yeah. But yet, at the same time, right, this is a Buddhist concept, right? Mm. Which is 
that our mind, like all of these amphibian things, all the thoughts that we have, is like the clouds, mm. right? But our actual mind mm. is like the blue sky above the clouds. Mm. It's always there, one ma. It's like the sun. The sun is always there. It's yeah, either whether it's concealed or blocked by the clouds or not. Correct. It's always there. It's always there. And it's always the same, right? Yes. It will never change. Yes. So, in a way, I think Buddhists, they believe in this quality in us. Mm-hmm. That is so pure. The quality of the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they believe that the mind is a positive energy. It is. It is not a negative place. Mm. So, once you drop everything, you come back to a positive place. Mm. Yeah, and, and that is a comforting thought. And I like that because it's almost like a something that we can do as human beings, like a little project. It's like we don't... <laughs> no project we, here. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we are born perfect with that system and then we use that system oh. forever for the rest of our life. Yeah, law, yeah, law. Then like, what do we do? We just yeah, come here and... Yeah, it's the work, right? Like if a Buddhist concept is also like as human beings, we're here to suffer. It's suffering. That's the practice. No, it's not that we're here to suffer, but we're here and there is a lot of suffering. Yeah. So we have to somehow find a way out of suffering. Mm. And Buddhist, the Buddhist path offers this way out. Mm. Mm. And if you read uh, Michael Newton's uh, Journey of Souls, which I'm almost done with that book, mm. they believe that we are all here as souls to evolve. That's it. It's to involve our own consciousness and our spirituality. That's it. To get to another level. Mm. And to, to, to do that, we need to have obstacles. We need to overcome things. Right. Yeah. Huh? Okay, the next thing you can do when you're feeling bad, is to go to your tribe for support. Uh. <laughs> your tribe can be your friends, yeah. you know, your social circle, the people you can count on, your other half, okay? Or like the Xiao Mao's Interlighter Academy, yes. right? So Xiao Mao's, uh, if you are feeling like you're having a bad day, mm. please feel free to come to the portal and you know, post something, share something, yes. or DM us or whatever, okay? Yes. You're not alone, yeah? We are a real community. Yeah. We had our first event two weeks, a few weeks ago, right? Our first event a few weeks ago. Uh, Lito event. Which one? I mean, when this podcast goes out. La. <laughs> well, when you, <laughs> no, la. Calendar. no, no. It's okay. At this point of oh, okay, recording. Okay. At this point of recording, we just had our first Lito offline event. Which was on Friday. Yes. And then we met, Um, I think, how many? 11? 10. 10 of yes. our, our Xiao Mao. In our, real life for the first listeners. time. Hey, you want to tell, talk about the experience? It's, it's just so freaking amazing, amazing because... Yes. <laughs> How come, how come we start a podcast and we can eventually end up with new friends? Yeah, because we are not fixated, obsessed over <laughs> the outcome. It was none of our business. Yeah. <laughs> no, really. So it's damn cool that yes. somehow we ended up here and mm. then we went for our Lito event and mm. we met our listeners of, of new friends, mm. our Xiao Maos. And they're real people and now they're they our friends, right? Yeah. And it's just crazy, lor. Yeah. I want to I don't talk know how about to, so so yeah. you know you you I arrived before you ma uh. right so and then I also couldn't find the room ma. so when I finally got there into the room all the Xiao mouse most of them were inside really right <laughs> yeah and I cannot explain what's the what's the feeling like it's like it's so strange it's like I'm stepping in the room of people I've never met in in the flesh before like I've seen them online I've coached them I've seen their names on Instagram you know I know that they're members. So it's strange because it's actually a room of strangers. Yeah. But also not strangers or semi-strangers. But then you also feel that everyone was already very comfortable and at ease. That's the word, at ease. Really? Uh? Yes, with themselves in the room with mm. other people. And then when I went in, I felt the same. I was so at ease. 
with everyone and I was so excited. I was overcome by excitement and a sense of belonging and like, these are my people. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you guys, you know, <laughs> you're here. I'm so happy to see you. And I think everyone felt the same, that yeah. connection. Yeah. So priceless. Ah. Yeah, like when I sat down, um, I saw Kifa. Because mm. my memory very bad. Ma. So I was like, uh, uh. names. Yeah, then yeah, she yeah. was like, Kifa, Kifa, I'm Kifa. Then I was like, <laughs> oh my God, Kifa. And I really, I really feel like I know her already. Because mm. we have met on Zoom so many times. Mm. Right? And then uh, next to her was Angie, mm. who I recognize already. Mm, 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 mm. And because we were sitting the nearest to each other. Correct, correct. And I just feel like, Eh, we're already friends. Yeah, so comfortable, it's so, right? It's so comfortable. No need too, so too many words to exchange, right? No need. Yeah, yeah. I love they that feeling. We have the same frequency. Exactly. So we attract the right person, you know. So mm. um, for you guys, you know, when you're having a bad day, just realize that you can get the support and the nourishment from your people and your tribe. So it's very important to build your dream team. I just mm. think that, you know, in life, don't be alone. Don't spend it alone. alone. Yeah, don't spend it alone, nah. Oh. Even if you're an introvert, you, yeah. cannot, you cannot do life alone. Hey, the whole room all introverts what, that day. I think so. Yeah. Like, can right? Feel, right? Yeah, all introverts. Okay, so anyway, um, before okay. we end, I want to uh, just a couple more tips for you. Okay. Um, if you're having a bad day, uh, you know, other than we talk about having a support tribe, you can do things like sound baths, dance, run, gym, just move, mm. meditation, do something nice for your system. Check out Celeste, the inside job. The inside job, the yes. The inside job, yeah. yeah. So we'll be running more happy hours and into circle sessions and cacao ceremonies as well. Yeah. These are all experiences that can center and ground you, mm. you know, and allow you to open your heart chakra and lean into and tap into your inner voice. Yes. So you so, can be connected with yourself. Yeah. So inside the inside job organized um, our Lito offline event, right? Yes. Which was called Happy, happy Hour. hour. Mm. Yeah, and it was it was much needed for a lot of us because mm. we we did a few things like we had a dancing thing, yes, and then we had a sound bath, mm. which is you lie down and then they play a gong, right? Yes, and at the end there was a sharing circle. Yes, and a lot of tissue was being passed around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I I honestly think that if you're going through a bad season, go for one of these sessions. Mm. You'll be amazed that you release a lot, yeah. Yeah, you'll be amazed long, like how mm. quickly that you can let go of this burden. Yes, you can release. Which means that it's non-resistance. There's no gripping as well. Yeah. You release, yeah. That's why there were a lot of tears because so many of us were holding on to yes. so many burdens. Yes. And we just felt like, wow, that night we let go of all these burdens. Yeah, because that space was just and, so safe yeah. and so judgment-free, mm. right? And I, I just keep thinking, replaying back the scenes whereby we were just tossing the tissue paper pack around, right? And then we were like giggling, but then also holding so much love for whoever was sharing because we're not allowed to talk back or oh, yeah. give advice, right? We just have to listen and be able to hold the space for that person, right? And allow that person to process the emotion and share and, and just be able to state the feelings, yeah. right? So powerful and so deeply connecting, <laughs> right? Immediately, we are like, wow, best friends forever. Nobody wanted to leave after the session, right? <laughs> Hello, still going to eat McDonald's. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm looking forward to future events. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, um, then the other thing is if you're low, feeling low, do something nice for someone, even mm. if it's a stranger, anyone, yeah. because it will uplift your spirits. Yeah. Huh? Okay, get out of your own headspace and do something nice for people. And um, also, if you really, really, uh, when you're not feeling well, it's your body and your mind telling you that it needs help. Okay, lots of TLC and compassion. And if you are not in a space to give it yourself, please seek professional help. 
a coach, a therapist, or a counselor. Okay, don't be afraid to reach out for help and ask yes. for help. Please, you can get in touch with us mm, if mm. you need recommendation for a therapist. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, or DM us also if you are like, yeah. troubled or anything. Okay, uh, I still have the capacity to reply to everyone mm. one by one. Before so, before Dan becomes this like super <laughs> famous coach. <laughs> Not bad already. Uh-huh. Like. Hey, I'm fully booked until July already. Like. It's really, so crazy. Yeah. Eh. Maybe next year you'll be fully booked for next two years. You know like that restaurant? Like the private dining that <laughs> I was trying to book. <laughs> yes. One year waiting list. No, two years. Oh my God, two years. So oh the, uncle, the uncle said, okay, see you in 2023. Then I'm like, <gasps> hey, people can wait two years to eat the meal. La, but people cannot wait two years to get coached. La. Cannot. Eh. You might. Terrible. La. Yeah. Cannot. La. Terrible coach. Okay, so before um we go, um I want to share with you some affirmations that I've written. Okay. okay. And I want you to soak in the nourishment in these words. Mm. Huh, from these words. Okay, so here's the affirmation now. It's quite long. Huh? Here it goes. Today, I surrender to the universe to guide me. I trust that the universe will guide the way. Everything that is happening to me is happening for me. I trust that what the universe needs to remove out of my life is for my highest good. Greater blessings are aligning for me right now. Thank you, universe, for blessing me today. Good things are on their way to me right now. I'm on my way to what I deserve in alignment with my most evolved self. I can get through anything. I'm strong. I will stay calm and believe I've got this. I will keep going no matter what, one baby step at a time. I can do hard things. I'm going to trust the universe even more today. Everything will work out for me. I am a believer. I'm aligned for greatness. I trust myself. I try my best and let go of the rest. Wow. <laughs> That's the affirmation. Wait, you I wrote written. that? Uh? Yeah. Oh, you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite powerful. Uh-huh. It, it's, like, it's like it combines everything about when things go wrong, when you're in a difficult space, yeah. when things are bad, but yet you want to generate that trust mm. in the universe and in yourself and yet still acknowledge that life can be bad, life can be hard. It's yeah. not about being delusional. Yeah. No avoidance. Mm. It's accepting the bad. Mm. Yeah. So on to our songs, right? Mm. Oh, oh, oh. I still got a summary. Oh, shit. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> go, go, go. Please, go okay. Ahead. So in summary, Xiao Mao, after the affirmation, okay, 我要总结,总结就是, feeling unhappy is a part of your life. Huh? It's a sign that something needs to change. Your inner voice is telling you something that we need to do the self-work. Uncover the layers and layers so we can get to what's deep within us. What's the white hot truth deep within us? What if we stopped seeking happiness? Instead, we work on removing the barriers that's blocking us from working through our own unhappiness and suffering. We get better at redefining our relationship with the 50% of the bad. So, the next time you're having a bad day, greet it. Say hello. Pull up right next to it and have a deep conversation with it and say, it's okay not to be okay. You have a place in my life. Because of the contrast you bring, I get to taste the sweet see the light, feel the warmth, experience the love. Thank you for making my life richer. Thank you for making me come alive. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote that? Yes! Just now with my tummy ache. (laughs) Amazing. (sighs) 
So your tummy ache didn't stop you from being showing up. <laughs> because I accepted the pain, ma. I really worked yeah. through the pain. So you had pain, but you didn't have suffering. No, that's optional. Suffer. Yeah, I still yeah allow the pain. Even now, even when I'm yeah, me too. Recording. I'm having gastric now. Yeah, still. the two of us. Wow. <laughs> the Gaviscon is not working. Oh no! Okay, quite a wrap up lah. Okay, okay. 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 So mm. songs. Yes. Uh, you want to go first? Cause I'm gonna read my song lyrics. Um. You go first. Lah. I go first. Mm. So my song, it's, um, it's written by a monk mm. who lost both of his parents uh, in the last year mm. to suicide. Mm. Right. So he wrote this song for them and for everyone who suffers uh, from depression. And he wishes for everyone deep healing. Mm. Okay. Um, so this song's title is called It Won't Always Be This Way. Mm. Okay, I'm just going to read the lyrics. It won't always be this way. Will you live, dear, another day and give yourself one more honest chance? Life isn't stone. It's a flowing dance and seasons change. It won't always be this way. And if you're struggling to find meaning in this world, you're not alone. Let's watch miracles unfold. Shifting sunsets, golden mountain light, pools of water, iced from winter nights, and all is blooming. It won't always be this way. Everything that is must come to an end. So enjoy now, this perfect day. Things are changing, and your broken heart will mend. If you need me, I'm right here beside. I'm right here inside of you. You can find me looking deeply at the moon, feeling in-breath, feeling belly up, healing out-breath, let life fill your cup. Enjoy this moment. It won't always be this way. Mm. So cool, so loving. Yeah. And it's about acceptance yet with an optimism that better days are on the way to you. Mm, right? Even if it's bad. Because it's, it's impermanence, right? Yeah. The concept of impermanence also includes suffering and pain. Mm. And the bad, the 50% of the bad. Yeah. So there's a saying, right? Like, if you can't solve your pain, just hang on long enough. Yeah. It will and pass. Yes. That's a good strategy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a way of allowing, actually. Yeah. Okay, my song is Love Will Find A Way. So it's quite okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's by Christina Aguilera, also and then the, way, huh? yeah, also way. And then the lyrics also very similar. It says, "No, the rain won't last forever. Find a way to make it better. Long as we can stand together, love will find a way." Oh, I love it. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in this episode. Thank See you, you in two weeks' time. See you. Bye. Bye.
小猫们，我们的门开了。什么门呢、啊？这么神秘。Light Academy 的门。啊，这听说这是人间最好的学校啊。对啊，如果你来，你要做仙的话，你可以来。找我们啊！你要整仙就来 Lito Academy。你想跟林星星，还有你星星，跟我们一起变仙姑姑，吃蘑菇姑，请到到到 Lito Academy， 不见不散散，我们又要回天堂了。拜，飞飞飞飞飞。你飞这么慢、啊，快点，那个门要关了。